Welcome to the NRF and EHL podcast. I'm Nicole. And I'm Erin. We're sisters who are going to be talking all things life, fitness, health, and anything else random that we can squeeze into a conversation. We hope you enjoy and please share if you do. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Today. Hi. That was less chaotic than last week as well. <laughs> yeah, it definitely was. Um, today, we are going to talk about something that is obviously really, really important to understand in the world of nutrition and dieting, and that is calories. I actually can't believe that we have gotten to episode nine without really focusing on this as a subject. Probably not a bad thing, but um, obviously it is really, really important to understand the knowledge around that so that you are able to make progress whether you have a fat loss goal or not I think having that knowledge empowers you to make decisions about what's right for you what the right approach is for you and just generally how to go about things because we have kind of been led into believing that maybe we need a certain type of diet in order to make the changes that we want to so like this diet works for me that one doesn't and in actual fact although that is right in that certain approaches will work better for you actually any diet that has ever worked for you in terms of losing body fat has put you into a calorie deficit so in order to understand that because I think we've probably mentioned this before, but terms get thrown around, particularly now that I think that people are starting to understand what a calorie deficit is. It's now assumed that you understand what a calorie deficit is. So we start saying these things and then maybe you still aren't quite sure. So firstly, what is a calorie? A calorie is a unit of energy. So basically we get our calories through our food we need those calories, those units of energy to run our bodies, basically. If we don't have any food long term, we will not be able to survive. So it's the energy in and you are getting that from calories. They basically produce heat and fuel us to do all of the things that we do. So that's not just running on the treadmill in the gym or lifting weights. It's literally everything from your heart pumping, your eyes blinking to the running, walking, cleaning, like literally everything that you do, whether you are asleep, awake, whatever it might be, calories are your energy. So if we want to create a deficit, if we want to lose body fat, we need a deficit. And to do that, we have to work with our energy in through our food versus our energy out through our expenditure. So everything that we are doing that burns and uses that energy So basically, we need to create a gap between the two. So we need less energy in through our food versus the energy that we are expending through all of the things that we do. So and that that creates this deficit and that helps you to lose body fat. To lose one pound of body fat per week, you need a deficit of around 500 calories per day. Now, it's really important to understand that anywhere between 0.5 and two pounds of body fat per week is deemed to be a healthy amount. So if you've done diets in the past, you might have like jumped on the scales one week and lost five pounds. Then you've jumped back on, you've gained two pounds, et cetera, et cetera, because you're manipulating carbohydrate intake. You're maybe dropping out salt and sugar. You're rapidly changing your diet. So actually what you're seeing is water 
fluctuations and you're dropping or gaining water weight, you might be gaining or losing body fat alongside that. But if you're seeing really rapid changes, you're either dropping your calories way, way, way too low, or what's actually happening is you're gaining and losing water. So we're looking for anywhere between 0.5 and two pounds a week to be deemed healthy rate of fat loss. Fat loss and weight loss are two different things. Um, So to do that, we need this deficit of 500 calories a day. So basically what we do or what I do as a coach or what you might do if you use a a calorie calculator on Google is you are going to find your maintenance. So basically the amount of food that you need to remain roughly as you are. So that would mean that your energy in and your energy out are equal. So you maintain the level of body fat that you have. If your energy in is more than your energy out you are going to gain body fat so if you are eating more than you are kind of moving then you're going to possibly gain body fat and then if we want to lose body fat we need to consume less kind of than we are um sorry we need more energy out than energy in so you would deduct then around a 500 calorie deficit per day it depends on lots of different factors so that's roughly how we work it out but that doesn't take into account kind of your levels of expenditure currently how tall you are all of those things so there's different things that I would look at but that just gives you a kind of rough idea so we need this deficit in order to be able to lose body fat and that's what it is it's creating this gap between what you are putting into your body versus what you are putting out and that doesn't mean that we just look at calories we've talked before about how important step goals are and things like that so that you are expending that energy as well um but yeah just to give you kind of an idea of how that works and it's also always ever-changing things will yeah exactly things will always move so if you have a coach or if you've used an online calculator or ever it is that you however you have found your calorie deficit um, it won't necessarily stay the same forever. Um, things change and, you know, your <clears throat> your expenditure can change. The way your body reacts can change. There's all yeah. sorts of things. So um, those things also then will be taken into consideration and then other things and then, and then potentially it would need to change again, whether yeah, up or you- down. And if you are using a calorie calculator or your coach gives you a target, it's always just a starting point because although we can put these sums in, everybody's different and everybody's body is different. So although we, you know, we're going to go off of age, um, height, gender, current expenditure levels, we're still kind of fishing in the dark a little bit. So you need a starting point, but then you need to monitor it and see if it's working. You need to monitor it for more than a week to know whether it's working so don't jump the gun too quickly if you don't drop like you've expected to in in week one um but yeah you you have to monitor it and you also need to remember if you are on a long-term fat loss journey and you've got a lot of body fat to lose a smaller body requires less energy to run so sadly as you drop body fat you're going to need less calories um so if you have if you are currently carrying a lot of body fat obviously you are going to weigh heavier so that would mean that your your maintenance calories are higher 
So as you drop body fat, those calories are going to come down, which means that you don't require as much energy because you literally have a smaller body. And if we have less cells to run, we just don't need as much energy. And that's the same as if you are quite short. Um, sadly, you know, there's nothing we can do about it. You don't need as much fuel. And that's just the way it is. So if you are quite a tall person, you would need more potentially than your best friend standing next to you who's five foot if you're six foot so this is another kind of side note as well do not compare your calories to somebody else's because they might be dropping body fat on x amount of calories and you're not that's because you're two different people completely different makeups completely different expenditures everything about you is different so you therefore probably do not need the same amount of calories so we're gonna now sort of try and talk about some things that might crop up that might sort of throw you off track. So Erin, if you do you want to sort of start by talking about how we would go about sort of tracking and dieting. And yes. I need to do this because I've realized that I've left the dog in the garden and he is barking. Oh, I yes, thought he was in the house. So you're going to have to just take over for two minutes while I'm downstairs. Sorry, guys. Um, so <laughs> from um, from a coaching perspective, from Nicole as a coaching perspective, um, she would usually, as long as she didn't think it was kind of detrimental to our mental health, get us to use um, it to count calories. OK, so that's kind of a really good way and a really good tool um, at for some, not all people, to understand what they're eating and understand what is in their food and um, understand that all calories kind of count. So um, my fitness pal is absolutely fab and um, is a really good free tool. Actually, you don't necessarily need um, the premium version of it for it to work the way that you need it to work. Um, so that's where we would go from a, for a starting point. And the reason that it benefits some, again, not all people to count calories, um, <clears throat> especially to begin with, if they're on a fat loss journey is I think that a lot of us don't, well, actually have absolutely no idea of what we are actually putting on our body on a day-to-day -day basis. And if you've, got a coach who has set you a certain calorie target a day and you start inputting in what you're eating those calories very quickly get um get get gobbled up um especially if you've not been being mindful about what you're eating not eating high volume low calorie foods um you know filling up on greens all of those sorts of things the things that are lower calories but will keep you fuller for long like fill you up you don't realize what is in your food and I can hold my hands up and say that as a human being you just don't I mean me and Nicole were having a bit of a discussion before we um started filming this today about um takeaways weren't we and what is kind of in a takeaway you know it's more than okay for you to have off-plan meals and you know not even track calories if that's something that is not good for your mental health you do not need to track calories however we were discussing how many calories must be in a large Domino's pizza mm -hmm. and just a cheese just cheese 
So you haven't got any of the meats on the top. You haven't got any of that nice stuff. You have not got the dip, which I don't know if anybody saw that went about a couple of months ago about how many calories is actually in one of those tiny weeny dips, which is like really, really sad. (laughs) Yeah, really, really bad. But if you were to eat within your calorie deficit, Monday to Friday, all day Saturday, and then you get to Saturday evening, and you were to eat a large margarita Domino's pizza, you're looking at eating around about two and a half thousand calories in just a pizza. That's before you've then got a little bit of taste of that salt. And then you think, oh, you know, I've already had the pizza. Why don't I have Ben and Jerry's too? And, you know, it all gets, you know, spirals into this, into this abyss of abyss of food. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah. Exactly. But it's really, it's, it is really important to just be aware. There's no, there's no, there's yeah. no right or wrong to any of it, but the awareness is really, really important because if you do want to lose body fat, then you do need to be in a calorie deficit. And a meal like that can very quickly take you out of your overall deficit for the week. If you were to look at it as seven days rather than it being individual days and you were to add them all up very quickly, some a meal like that or two meals like that could, could tip you straight over. And then you're looking at gaining that pound a week rather than you losing that pound a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I think that you're right. It's... Um it's absolutely not a problem to eat takeaways or anything like that. You know, there are no good and bad foods and everything's got its place. And you, you absolutely need to include things that allow you to have that social interaction and to eat the foods that you love and all of those things. But if you want to lose body fat, you need a a level of restraint. So I always try to tell my clients, we don't want restriction, but we do have to have restraint. You will have to say no to certain things or you will have to adjust certain things. So for some people that might be that they still go for the dominoes, but they maybe have like half a pizza or a couple of slices rather than like the full one. Um, Or like Erin said, it's knowing when to stop because a lot of the time when we start eating foods like that, either you get a bit of a taste for it, like Erin said, and so it spirals into, well, I'll just have this, that, and the other. Or more often than not, it's because you've, you've dieted all of your life and you think that having the Domino's pizza is a bad thing. So you then feel guilty and you then feel like, fuck it, I'll start again Monday. So then even though you've gotten all the way to Saturday night, you've then eaten a 2,500 calorie pizza, the ice cream and whatever else after that then that spirals into Sunday. And then we're putting ourselves in a position where we're potentially going, like Erin said, out of that deficit. So you need 500 calories a day, roughly deficit to lose a pound a week. If you have 500 calories on top of your maintenance per day, you're going to gain a pound a week. So that's 3,500 calories over maintenance across the course of a week. But if you start eating those really high calorie foods and and you've got three days out of the whole week, where you're doing that you're potentially pushing yourself into that surplus so like Erin said it's about awareness and you do not have to count calories but calories always count so whether you want to track or not you do have to know that if you want to or need to lose body fat you are going to have to be in a deficit and you can use whatever kind of structure works for you some people that'll be tracking calories some people it might just be 
cutting out one of the takeaways a week or, you know, bringing the alcohol intake down to a, a glass a night rather than half a bottle. And, you know, there's like different ways that we can make those small changes. It might be going from somebody who's really sedentary to all of a sudden doing 10,000 steps a day. You know, there's lots of different ways that we can create this deficit. There will be people who have done big um, dieting kind of variations things like slimming world weight watchers atkins you know whatever it might be and it might have worked for you and that's great but it all boils down to the exact same reason it's worked for you because it puts you into a calorie deficit and the reason that i would advocate flexible dieting and tracking your calories just for a little while is because it gives you the knowledge about what you're putting into your body so rather than you thinking it's points this is a sin that's a free food, you know, it, it, no idea about the health benefits of certain things, or maybe what is going to give you some protein or, you know, there's kind of no knowledge around it by tracking for a little while and hopefully working with somebody or learning from people that are actually going to give you that knowledge. It empowers you to make decisions. It's about education, isn't it? It's, it's about, about it's about education yeah, education absolutely and nobody should track forever people are going to do it for different amounts of time and depends on how that feels for you as a person no one should do it forever but what it does do is gives you that awareness starts to teach you things and allows you to make decisions based on what works for you so I would say, always say to my clients as well like if you've had a day where you're like I had loads of energy you know I slept really well my digestion was great. I trained really hard, etc. Look at what you ate, you know, look at how you fueled yourself on that day versus a day when maybe you were like, I feel really rubbish. I'm lethargic, you know, and maybe you've had like way more sugar on that day, or you haven't spaced your protein out. You know, there's, you can learn from what you are putting into your body and what works for you, because this is another reason that I don't do diet plans. What, is a good day of eating for me in terms of how it makes me feel would be totally different to somebody else. And that doesn't even take into account that we all have different likes, dislikes, intolerances, and all of those things. So it's really, really important to me and the way that I do things that it's flexible and that it allows you to educate yourself. But as with anything, and particularly if you aren't being told exactly what to eat, which is, is, I suppose, one of the very few benefits of a set diet plan is that if you follow a set diet plan to a T, there's not a whole lot of room for error. Yeah. Obviously, a side note to that is that pretty much no one actually follows it to a T because it's really impossible to stick to. But if somebody wrote you a diet plan, they were like, eat this many grams of that, eat this many grams of that, you know, cook with this, don't eat that, no sauces, blah, blah, blah. Then you're going to be pretty certain that you are sticking to the exact calories that you've been given whereas when we track there is a huge huge potential for error and that could be because you forget what you've eaten intentionally or unintentionally we've all been a secret eater at one time or the other it could Mm -hmm. be because you aren't weighing things out and you're guesstimating like there's so many different reasons that you might be getting it wrong which obviously does then potentially take you out of that calorie range that you've got I think as well we were saying uh, about the this guesstimating and also like alternatives that you can have so like 
using um, oil and then you can use uh, like sprays like fry light and things like that. And then um, sauces. So sauces is something that I love a sauce. <laughs> like I, I'm a mayonnaise. I was going to call myself a whore then. I don't think that that's the right <laughs> thing to... I yeah, I'm not sure you should be calling yourself a whore on the podcast. Um, a mayonnaise <laughs> fiend, fiend. Yeah, that's that's a better choice of words. Fiend. I'm a mayonnaise fiend. I absolutely love it, and Bob gets absolutely furious about it because we probably buy a bottle every two weeks. Like I love it. However, I eat lighter. Yeah, I've written it down. I I eat lighter the light mayonnaise which were 15 grams, which also, may I add, is not a serving which Erin would eat. So no, not a serving which many people would eat, especially with a sauce like that, because you are using it you're dipping. to dip, or you're mixing it with tuna, or, like, it's, yeah. it's not... You're not having 15 grams, are you? Like, this... And this is what I was saying about guesstimating versus weighing. Not that you should always be weighing out little things like this. However, it's important to be aware of what it looks like, because a teaspoon or a tablespoon or your serving of 15 grams is different to the actual serving of 15, 15 grams. grams of light mayo like you like well Erin's gonna tell you you could be really yeah. Things up. yeah 15 grams of light mayo 10 calories 15 grams of the real deal the real deal the real McCoy mayonnaise 103 calories so Considering that we wouldn't, the normal most humans would not eat 15 grams, it would be 30 plus to put it on your plate as a dipper for your yeah. chips or yeah. for whatever else. Yeah, halfway through your chips, you've run out of mayonnaise, you've run up. Then you put some <laughs> no, more no, no, on. on. You put some more on. So you could potentially, if you are eating regular mayonnaise, be adding 400 calories plus to your meal just through that glorious egg-based sauce. <laughs> oh God. And this, this is just, as a side note to that, like we aren't saying that you, you shouldn't have those things, but it's about if you are trying to lose body fat, it can be really helpful to make switches. But that's so, what I'm saying is I, I now have light mayo. I don't ever- you know that you can just have more of it. Yeah, so I don't buy I don't buy the regular mayonnaise because yeah. I know like yeah I know the different I know the difference now, but I also am not willing to be that person who's not flexible but flexible enough with my diet to remove it completely from my life. Yeah, so I have found an alternative that works within my day. Yeah, because as much as you can absolutely always eat all foods, we nobody really should be eating four hundred calories of mayonnaise, like. If you take out of your day 400 calories, regardless of your goal and regardless of your calorie amount, like you could definitely be putting more nutrients into your body with something else. So like have the real mayonnaise if you want, but like also be aware. And this is where that awareness comes in. And it's the same with things like if you chose to have a Pepsi Max versus a full fat Coke, like you can still have these things, but you don't need to be having hundreds of calories of fizzy drinks when you could get some you know good quality food into your diet and I think that when you are trying to lose body fat it's really important to think about getting the most bang for your buck so you want to eat 
high volume foods. You want to choose options that are going to allow you to have the most food and therefore satiate yourself the most so that it is easier to stick to. And that's what I would say. You get the most in. Yeah. So if you can have, you know, 300 calories of actual food that's going to fill you up and a little bit of lighter than light mayo, you like a win win. Yeah. And that's what I would say for me personally tracking has benefited me um is that awareness now of all of those things so that now for instance if I was um to go out for dinner tonight and they didn't have um I'm just going to use mayonnaise mayonnaise is now the topic you should maybe put that in brackets of the podcast episode mayo chat, <laughs> mayo chat. but if they weren't to, if they didn't have which a lot of restaurants now just put the lighter mayo on the on their tables or whatever but if they were to not have that and they were to have normal or even better than that they make it in-house that's absolutely fantastic (laughs) if they I wouldn't not have it that's not what I'm saying but I would also be aware that even if I decided to look at the menu a lot of menus have calories on them now and look at all of that I would also know that I'd added a hell of a lot of calories with my sauce choices or with if I didn't go for the Pepsi Max, if I went for the full fat Coke, all of those things. And it is genuinely just that awareness because when those you- little things add up really quick. Yeah, and, and you can have a coach or you can be doing it by yourself. But when you go to check in with yourself, with your coach and you're disappointed, I think that sometimes it's good to be able to take a step back and actually remember that maybe you shouldn't be as disappointed as what you are because you actually understand what you did or what, what has caused- what yeah. has caused these changes? Um, I'm always aware if I've been, if I've been, had um, foods like that at a weekend because, you know, plans and whatnot, I'm always aware on a Monday of that. I, I understand those things now, whereas three years ago, I wouldn't have understood it. And it takes a really long time to even begin to scratch the surface of understanding any of it. I think that's really a good point because I always talk to my clients as well about, owning your decisions you are an adult if you want to go out on a Saturday night and then again on a Sunday and eat a meal in a restaurant and have no consideration to your calories that's fine like I would never tell somebody off for that you are human things come up you're an adult and you have the absolute right to make your own decisions that has got nothing to do with me I can guide you I can give you all of the tools we can work towards your goals but if you choose to do that that's absolutely fine you are not doing something wrong by doing that you might just be putting it back a week in terms of you know when you are going to reach that goal but what you need to do in that instance is own your decision you made that decision and it's absolutely okay to make that decision you are not doing anything wrong you have the unconditional permission to eat that food. But if you don't own your decision, that's when we get into this loop of feeling bad about it. I did something wrong, you know, blah, blah, blah. Whereas if you, so it's the difference between, for example, if you're going to go out and you're like, I'm just going to have exactly what I want. I can't wait for this celebration. You know, we're doing X, Y, and Z this weekend. It's going to be great. And I'm just going to, you know, have what I want I'm not going to overeat because that will make me feel like shit but I'm just going to enjoy myself um then that's fine but that's the difference between that versus if you go out and make a decision 
to do something totally different to what you thought you were going to do and then you tend to feel bad about it and that has a knock-on effect to what you do the next day or the rest of the time so that can be really really important to remember is that you are in charge and that you need to own the decision that you make because actually you're going to make you're going to feel better about it and if you do go out and you do eat you know whatever you want then that's absolutely fine but if you've owned the decision you're much more likely to be like come back the next day and be like I'm, I'm ready to just you know go back to tracking my food if that's your approach um whereas if you haven't and you've made yourself feel bad that can have that knock on you know fuck it let's start again Monday kind of impact but coming back to what we were talking the, the mayonnaise again um I have, I personally have both in my fridge and that is because neither is, is better than the other. They just serve a different purpose. And this would be the same as, for example, like a bagel thin versus a full-size bagel. They are the same thing, but one is bigger than the other. And so there is nothing wrong with choosing to eat a larger bagel, but what you are going to do is have more calories. So I will sometimes buy the full size and sometimes I would buy the thins and that is because I either am maybe having a few more calories at the moment or a few less and so that helps me to stay within them and it's the same with the mayonnaise sometimes so I personally I'm not as in love with it as Erin is but if I was in a pub I would use it you know for dipping chips in but I wouldn't like it with the lighter than light mayo however if I was like making a tuna jacket potato then it's fine for me if it's like mixed in with something. So it's about making choices in line with what you are trying to achieve. Now, obviously there are some things that are better for us than others. And although there are no good and bad foods, we do want to think about things as sort of on a spectrum of why we need them. So we, we obviously need certain foods for our health, for our energy. We want to eat more of certain things. And then there's stuff that we maybe want to enjoy because it's traditional for us or it's part of culture or it is social or it's your favorite food and you'd feel restricted if you cut it out. But you probably shouldn't be having as much of those things. So try to see it as like a, a sort of sliding scale and you want 80% of the whole nutrient dense stuff and 20% of the things that you fancy, which are maybe a little bit more processed, maybe a little bit higher in sugar, maybe prepackaged, things like that. And more of the kind of stuff that we were always supposed to eat most of the time, because I think that we're very quick quick to forget that, you know, we were not supposed to eat all of the shit that we eat. And we are very lucky that we have access to all of this amazing food, but if we're looking at the kind of pre-packaged, pre-processed, uh, overly processed, high sugar stuff, it is literally designed to make you want more. So it's not necessarily that good for you from a health perspective. We can absolutely and should include it so that we don't feel restricted, but we need to have more of the other stuff. Um, so yeah, there's just a couple of things in there, I suppose, to look at and think about from a calorie perspective when you are trying to diet and things that could maybe be slipping you up so cooking with oils um sauces portion sizes so are you actually weighing and measuring your food or are you guesstimating and if you're guesstimating how correct are you um i think we mentioned as well 
drink, drink yeah well. you said about drink. fizzy drinks but you fizzy drink, but also coffees um if you've listened to the previous podcast we all, <laughs> oh, know, about, yeah. we all know about my issues with coffees um but even switching from like the coffees that are around three to three to five hundred calories a coffee even switching down to like by the way like there is no need for that yeah but even switching down to like um say like a skinny latte or whatever I still would track that if I was to go and get one of those um because that you the milk is still even though it's uh, semi-skimmed milk it's you you know it's still got around about 95 calories in it I think um because also the whole glass is it's just milk it's just milk with some coffee in it yeah so it's just being it is it is awareness calories are just awareness and that's all it is and but if it's something that freaks you out and is something that you can't track or think about then don't it you don't you it's not something you it's not a it's not a necessity there's lots of other ways for you to control and you know if and if you yeah. wanted to lose body fat and do things like that you don't need to you know if it's not good for you yeah and you not everybody needs to lose or wants to lose body fat but I think like Erin said having that awareness is really important because if we were to look at that like kind of going for a coffee thing like it's a social thing to do that's lovely but if you were to say like go for coffee and cake with your friend at Costa or Starbucks and you got you know one of their slices of cake pretty much all of them are 350 calories plus and if you then got a fancy coffee or a hot chocolate you are looking at like probably around a thousand calories to go for a coffee and a cake and that coffee and cake has not filled you up at all so then the rest of the day even if you eat your normal amount you've gone you know way over and so it's just thinking about those things and making decisions based on what your goals are what you want right now what's really important to you you know do you want or need to lose body fat if the answer to that is yes then you are going to have to make choices and make different choices sometimes in line with that if you don't want to and you are happy to maintain which is you know a great goal to have as well or you want to be in a surplus whether you need to gain weight or whether you're wanting to build some muscle whatever it might be a lot of the things that we talked about still apply because mm-hmm. the kind of in terms of like the flexible diet in the 80 20 approach focusing on your health just because you're on higher calories doesn't mean that you should fill it full of crap. less crap yeah yeah I was trying to be professional but as Erin said crap, crap. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah it's really you know regardless of the goal it's really important to remember all of those things so yeah hopefully that has helped you to understand what calories are and maybe what you need to do if you have a fat loss goal but also some of the things that might be tripping you up along the way and just some of the things that you need to be possibly a little bit more mindful of obviously if you are confused or you've got any questions then please do feel free to reach out and ask one of us um and obviously like follow us on social media and stuff if you hopefully there's some answers in there somewhere (laughs) up my content game um but yeah thank you so much for listening I think thank you I think we're done yeah we're done yeah I think we're done we're being much more concise I'm proud of us I know we are trying aren't we to keep it a little bit shorter yeah okay thank you so much for listening um as always please like share rate 
I don't really know what else she can do, but yeah. Tell your nan. Oh yeah, tell your nan. Yeah, she needs to know about a calorie deficit. Tell your nan. <laughs> um, so yeah, thank you. We really do appreciate all of the feedback, any shares on social media, all of those things, because obviously that helps us to get it out there to other people. And it's also just really nice to know that you are listening um, and that what we are putting out is useful or a little bit funny sometimes. And we're not just sitting here talking to each other. Uh, so thank you so, so much. We will be back soon with another episode. Have a wonderful day and we will speak to you soon. Bye.